when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It is February 3rd, 2017, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio. We got through January. We did, somehow. Some fucking how. We got through January. The the weather, the weather wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah. Other things were worse. I, everything else <laughs> in the world was terrible. But we have grins on our faces today, this yes. morning, because Patrick was just telling us about a very dirty, a dirty, dirty A mod. deep, dirty well, the sub, dir- dirty sub-world. Jackpot? Uh, dirty, uh, uh, it's... A dirty talk jackpot, Sam. Oh. Nice, good. Okay, so Sam's gonna get dirty. Here. Sam's gonna give you the dirty talk before he gives you the jackpot. Oh, huh? That sounds like a complete package. That sounds sign, sign us all up. I think. How Maybe. are you? All sounds doing? like a top daddy. <laughs> this okay. <laughs> top daddies. Waypoint.vice.com <laughs> yes. for top daddies. If, if that's if that's a the question, the very you have. hottest daddies. If you have a question like, hey. Who is the toppest? D- hmm. Who is the toppest? Yeah, daddy. that's a different thing. That's think a about your phrasing oh, there, on. Austin. We're yeah. Move on. Tops and dad. There's a distinction. There's a cl- how are you doing, Danielle? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing great. I'm doing good. How about you, Patrick? I'm great. I'm great. You know, uh, I've recovered from uh, my uh, my daddy snubbing uh, uh, at, the, at yeah. my at my place of employment, but I'm I'm working through it. I'm uh, I'm doing some research. Good. On daddies? You know, I don't want to spoil anything. Just okay. a lot of things. All right. Just a lot of Patrick, things. Uh, mm, yeah. Pat, <laughs> I just, as always, the th- one of the things I love about the job that we have is that we have to juggle a bunch of different things at one time, which is where like two weeks ago, we were doing like a ridiculous bit about whether or not hot dogs were sandwiches while I was editing a, a story about the, the uh, Affordable Care Act. And like, okay, well, that's weird. The same thing was happening, I think, last night, Patrick. We were, we were in the middle of working on a story that is <laughs> just... <laughs> Tonal whiplash. Really heavy. And also debating daddy. Yeah. Gaming. Daddy stuff. Daddy stuff was happening. That, hey, so, man, that, that means we've built the site that we wanted to see, which is right, that we can do we can do both. Yep. Get you right. a website that you can do both. The you Nintendo know, Switch of websites. Oh, right. Well, let's, okay. Let's hold off until we see how the Nintendo Switch actually turns out. Okay. We don't want it to be like we want it to be to be not only ambitious but successful. Right. And we'll I just, see. I'm I just not, mean in terms of you can do in, both. In, in ambition, at least. Yes. Yeah, that's you can fair. do both. That's fair. I've actually done a lot this week in the world of gaming. Like, I came in this morning. I was like, I don't have anything to fucking talk about. And then I realized, like, oh wait, no, that's not true. Even a little You've bit. Played a lot. I played. Week. I played Horizon Zero Dawn this week which is a game that comes out in like a month. I played four hours of that. I played a lot of Yakuza. I, I believe Patrick here continuing down that path. Yeah. Fire Emblem Heroes came out this oh, yesterday. I downloaded it. I have not, I have not done the Fire Emblem. I have not rolled, as they say. Okay. Oh, my. Well, guess what, buddy? I've done more rolling for you. I've done – you don't need to roll. Your boy Austin has your back. This is how awesome. do I, how talk, do I get Donnell? So you know. I had Donnell. I had, I had a – Is it Donnell or Donnell? Donnell. 
I've Donald? always said Donald because that's to my mind. It sounds like Donald would be like the guy who lives Donald's life would be called Donald. Donald. Yeah, Donald I guess that's true. Nice. Donnell sounds like yeah. There are two like there are two ways that like like yes. Don, Don Elk was conceived right in the, yeah. in the majesty of the Fire Emblem universe, and if he yes. was born in to to a kingdom. If he right. was royalty, then he's Donnell. He was, but he's the, Donnell. the Donnell, who has a, Donnell, who has, a, who has a, you know a, a pan on his hat. Uh, <laughs> hey everybody, I'm Donnell. He's yeah. great. I love Donnell. Donnell is the best, like, the best character in that joke. game. I made him. My God, he was just a tank by the end. Oh, yeah, I know oh. it's great. So, mm. so tanky Donnell. Yes. Uh, so what we're talking about is Fire Emblem Heroes, which is the mobile. Uh, Fire Emblem game that just came out yes. on iOS and Android, um, and it is a strategy game uh, like the Fire Emblem games, but it's also a, a, a gacha game, a, kind of a, a gachapon game. I don't know if you're familiar with those. I'm not. Patrick, I know you are because you used to be on a podcast called Match 3 with Gita Jackson. Yeah, it was all about gacha games. It's all about gacha games. Uh, listen, she introduced you to to at least... Uh, some not idol mass. What's the what's what's the one I'm fucking forgetting? Oh man, I'm gonna get dragged for not remembering. Oh, the one, the, oh my god, I'm gonna. Oh, the chat is gonna catch up to this and it's gonna be so mad that I don't remember the name of this idol anime gacha game. Uh, Fuck, I'm not gonna bad. save you on this one. No, just call it Donald. It's fine. I know a name of one of the songs, which is gonna help me. It's gonna, the internet's gonna come to my rescue. The Donald game. It's it's it's, it's Love Live. Love Live. Yep. Oh, Love Live. Oh, cool. Oh, yes. <sighs> okay. Amanda Cosmos would have had your head. A lot of people would have had my head. Oh, so my. I know at the very least you're familiar with Love Live and Gasha games through that. Yeah, like I mean, yeah. The, the thing is, I think Fire Emblem uh, might actually be like the first time that a lot of people actually encounter one of these games uh not that you couldn't like you know puzzles and dragons and puzzles like there's been, there been plenty of these games that employ this concept but it's you know fire emblem is different than puzzle and dragons like that's a brand that a lot of people play for different reasons so right. uh i think this might be the first time people encounter the, the uh, uh i actually like well i think we've talked about this like internally that we're like very cautious about using the term sort of addictive but like right. gotcha games are actually rooted in ga- gambling mechanics, which are actually right. rooted in addiction. So like addiction, like study of addiction <laughs> yeah. and like so, how to manipulate it. Yeah, yeah. So like that is that, that game is like, like in a very like real term is like some, one of the ways that these games operate. Right. So the way Fire Emblem Heroes works specifically is that it is a Fire Emblem game in a sort, in a sense that there is tactical combat. There is the like the uh, weapon uh, triangle that says like, oh right, swords are better against. Sorry, I'm going to do this in my head. Spears beat swords. Mm-hmm. Yep. Swords mm-hmm. beat axes. Axes yep. beat spears. spears. Yeah. Because you have to think. You got to think about it in your head. You get in past a spear. Yeah. Then you're you're you're. What, what, no, I've already. You're lost in range. It. A spear keeps a sword out of distance. Here's yes, here's that, where it it's is. all okay. about range. Right. The whole thing. And a sword is faster than an axe. And it actually just, like, chops a spear in half. Yes. So, like, that's the that's science. It actually does make sense. Um, and so it, does. it has that sort of, like, <laughs> tile-based f- tactic stuff, but it also has a thing where instead of just going through the story and getting the characters that show up in the story, a la Fire Emblem, you earn currency or buy currency and then put that into a slot machine, oh basically, and pull that handle <laughs> and see what pops out. Well, but, And also, like, one thing that people will do in these games is... Uh, and people have various approaches to it. It's like the first, like pull the of of the slot machine that you do. Some people will do that over and over because they don't want to start the game with a weak hand. Right like here. if you think of it like a, Patrick, a deck of cards, Patrick, so it's I'm like right the, here. Why? Why you gotta be like some people? <laughs> I'm right here. Is that what you did? Sitting right in front of you. That's what I'm doing. So you haven't started the right game now. yet. You are still just no. pulling. No. 
That, that's the game. Pulling is part of the game. Right, but, Patrick. like, at some point, like, just move on and, like, play the game. You'll have other polls. No. That's not how that works. <laughs> I want at least – here's what I want. I want either. I want, okay. I want someone who's, like, in my head, like, oh, man, that's – that's one of my top Fire Emblem characters of all time. Which Donald is who? Donald was very close. I got a four. I got a four star Donald. If it had been a five star Donald, I would have started the game right then. Maybe I won't roll till I get a five star Donald. Anyone else doesn't matter. I can get one stars across the board. <laughs> if I get a five star Donald. Don't need anything else. The best pool that I got. Uh, a Marth, a five-star Marth, which mm-hmm. was like, oh, wow, that's Marth. But Marth is like the most boring dude in the world. I was talking to, to Janine Hawkins. He's no Krom. He's no Krom. That's the thing. He's mm-hmm. not even a fucking that's like, Krom. That's like, that's like one of the – like if I if you were to go into my brain and be like, what's a Fire Emblem joke that Patrick could come up with? That's probably it. Like I right. used my one. I'm done. <laughs> right. This is the thing. Is like, so I was talking to Janine Hawkins, who's a freelancer for us, uh, about this last night, and we were ta- we were comparing this to Supermarket Sweep, right? Oh God, which is a great game, in my opinion. Yes, it's like actually a great game show, it's a fun <laughs> game. I love Supermarket Sweep. Kind of great. And yeah. pulling a, uh, uh, on the Gasha, like doing this this thing of like, oh, I'm going to get five heroes at the beginning. It's like running through and like I'm just throw stuff in the thing, and then like at the end, you look in, you're like, oh man, what did I get? And getting a five star Marth is like getting a really good box of minute rice. Okay, is, is, and it's like okay. yeah. Yeah, cool. Thanks. Like, this is just, yeah, it's good. Like, I'll, rice is a good thing, but like. Put it in a lot of different recipes. He's just you so know? bland. So, like, I, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep doing it. And to be clear, the way this happens, the way you re-roll isn't just you hit a button and like, oh, no, give me different ones. You have to, I'm on iOS. So it means I delete the app. I re-download it. <laughs> oh, my God, Austin. I play through the tutorial. First, I have to – so I re-download the app. You have to understand. The app is already a lot – is already not huge, but it takes a couple minutes to download. Uh-huh. Then I go into it, and I play through the first steps of the tutorial, which are 90 megs to download. Then, after that, there's another 400 megs to download. Oh, my God. So then I play through the rest of the tutorial, which I've gotten, let me tell you, very fucking good at, frankly. <laughs> And from there, I then get to draw another five characters. Uh-huh. And most of the time, it's three bronze characters. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck out of here. Like, none of you are even, like, don't even joke. But I'm starting to think maybe I should have gone with the Marth oh my God. pool or the Donald pool. Because it's been, I've gone through this ten times so far. I, I'm um, tired this, and need to go to sleep just hearing about this. I need this is a good, exhausting. I need, okay, so here's what I need. I need a Camilla or a Tharja. I need a Lynn or a Krom or uh-huh. a Lucina. Uh, I would take what would I, what would I take? I would take a, again a, a high ranking Donald. I would take uh, from if you go back to like Path of Radiance, there are a lot of characters there that I would take or Radiant Dawn. I, I would I would love a uh, uh, what's what the fuck's his name? Oh my god, he has green hair. He's like half dragon. Spoilers. He's like not all human. <laughs> He's half dragon. He's half dragon. Okay. He has a book. I forget what his name is. I want to say I want to say go no. What is his name? There's an S. <laughs> Summer San San Sommelier. Su- Sommelier. Some, yeah. S- Sumner. Fort Sumner. Fort Sumner. Mm, Draken. Soren. Thank you, Foben. Soren. Soren. Like Soren Kierkegaard. Uh, that's how I always remember it. That's my. Little, yeah. I'm gonna put a lot of time in a Fire Emblem Heroes, probably. Um, like just. Be- well, what is that time? Like, like it, it, deleting an app and redownloading it. I'm not sure. Like, qualify. I mean, it's technically time. I'm not sure that's putting time into the game. I'm, what I'm intimately familiar with now is knowing that it's really polished and that it feels okay. good to move characters around. Because <laughs> even okay. though I've just done this tutorial a dozen times or whatever, it is nice to have the, the input that you have here, with, which is basically you click and drag a character to just do a kind of a quick action. Like, oh, just go attack that person. Um, or you click on them or you, you kind of tap them once and then tap a spot and then tap an enemy or a, a, another 
like hear him yeah. to, to heal them or give them a boost or whatever. Um, and that is really like it feels good to do. And again, we talked about gambling design and addiction, but like it feels good to just move characters around. And okay. that's a good sign. Yeah, I like moving characters around. So that's what I've been doing for the last 10 hours. What about you two? Yeah, I've, yeah, I played a little of Yakuza 0. I don't have much to, to say about it except that it continues to get weirder. Um, I, I went to a, a competing, what are they called, cabarets? Cabaret. In, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in, in there. Basically, you know, the, the, we we're talked about this on Monday's clubs, podcast. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're a lot of like older Japanese men go to have drinks with uh, pretty ladies. Um, and... Um, you you meet this dude who is just like not wearing barely any clothes and he just dances. Yeah, that he's just guy, dancing good. in the corner. Just dancing. I actually really like that scene. You're playing as this character in Majima who is a who is a like a not a yakuza. He's he's he has a, a relationship with the yakuza. I'll say without getting too spoilery. And one of his jobs is like to go recruit other other ladies to his hostess club, to his huh. cabaret, and. To do that, you have to like go in there and like find a way to make a deal happen. Scout it, yeah. Like you're there, like trying to pick up on like how things work yeah. and like what the weaknesses are of this uh, this cabaret that you can kind of exploit. And that's really cool because it just shows you like it's a good, it's a really cool way of characterizing him and like getting inside of his head. So that when like you're looking around that environment, like okay, he's putting together shit based on his experience and knowledge, and it's just like not the sort of thing a lot of games just do in terms of showing you the interiority of a character. Also, then, like, 20 minutes later, you're beating up a guy on a bridge. You're beating up people yep. on a bridge because a guy yep. wants to wear a fancy jacket and walk across a bridge, and other people don't think he should walk across that bridge with that <laughs> nice jacket on. It seems reasonable. <laughs> it's a sacred bridge, and he's a certain kind of jacket. There's also a pants stealer. There's a lot going pants on in stealers. Yakuza. You should play Yakuza. I, I've been watching my girlfriend play it. Okay. And she is she's having a jolly time with it. You know, she's having a really good time. But it's one of those things where it's like, I'm actually really having fun watching it because yeah. it feels like the kind of game that it, it's very much a spectator sport mm-hmm. as well as, mm-hmm. you know, you can you can enjoy this world without necessarily being the one driving. Right. Yeah, it's one of those one of those rare games that, uh, yeah, I don't know that you get a whole lot out of actually holding the controller. Sure. Like, the mechanics are fine, the combat's fine, but a lot of what you're playing it for is sort of like the story and the spectacle and the right. weirdness. And so yeah. it actually, like, makes for a really good group game that you don't actually feel like you know like compared compared to like i'm playing uh you know i played like the first 90 minutes of neo like that's mm. not like that like or dark souls like i, I guess maybe mm, there is some yeah. like enjoyment but like I, I i don't know if i would enjoy that like i sure. would just want to be the person who's right, playing right whereas this is like so much of the joy is just like what the fuck is gonna happen next <laughs> so, yeah but you've been playing neo that's, yeah let's hear i just that. start yeah i just started it this morning uh, yesterday danielle looked at me and was like she'd seen a, a headline that was like Samurai, what was it? Like? Samurai Dark Souls. Sam, no, it wasn't even that. It was like Samurai Bloodborne. It was like Samurai Bloodborne, was, and I yeah. was like, yes. "That sounds cool." Yeah, and I was like, oh, "I like Bloodborne." Know, did you not know what this was? I, I didn't. I clearly didn't. I, I think I, I had mixed it up with Nier. Ne- oh, Neo and Nier. That's fair. Also because I, I think that where I come from, reasonable. Neo and Neo. Nia. <laughs> they're basically they're the really same close thing in you terms know, of what Nier. you're saying. Yeah. Nia and Neo. Okay. So. Good. So, what do you think of it so far in the first ninety minutes? I mean, it is so utterly blatant in the ways that it cribs from the Soul series. Is it is and and is clearly doing it because it's just like who gives a shit, man? Let's just do it. (laughs) You know, like I mean. I mean, like, even though, you know, the way that uh, it's like some of the small, like, there's big stuff and small stuff. So, like, some of the big stuff is, um, you know, it has the equivalent of bonfires. um, And when you 
hit one of those, uh, you uh, – so I haven't hit what it calls a bonfire, the actual equivalent, which I believe is where a, a like samurai sword is around a bunch of flames. Oh, like you, okay. they're actually sort of like checkpoints uh, before that that are stations where you can pray um, and you'll regain your health. It's, it works equivalent to a bonfire except that you can't actually – uh, sort of upgrade your equipment and things like that that you can usually do at a bonfire in a Souls gotcha. game. But uh, it has the exact same mechanic of when you pray there and you get healed, well, all the enemies are back. Um, right. It also does almost the exact same thing of having the... Uh, well, in Bloodborne and in Dark Souls 2, where you can use items uh, to refill your health, where uh, the... the uh, the player will uh, sort of like put their hand out and crush it in their hand and it'll very quickly give you health. Like... All of that, exactly right. like Dark Souls. Uh, it's uh, well, also you. You know, you're collecting. I don't know what they call them in this game yet. Souls? They're not souls, spirits? but they're souls, spirits, something like that. I don't know the exact terminology, but it's not that you're collecting from enemies and the way it warps into you. Even though that part is very much like Dark Souls, <laughs> it's the fact that like you will find corpses that have like little souls that are shimmering in the same way that Dark Souls right. would oh, hide that stuff right. around its environment, and so. The game is shameless um, about that, but I don't think in a way that it, it, it's... That's not putting you off? It's... I don't know yet. It's too early, right? Okay. Like, I've only played the first uh, 90 minutes. Like, I've really just gone through the tutorial, and the first 90 minutes feels very much like it's bothering me. Right. It's like, come on, this is really, like, you, you're not even trying, but the, I've gone... Th- the parts that I've got to are parts where uh, I'm just starting to scratch the surface on the things that it, it is doing differently. Like for, okay. for example, like it has, uh, you have the ability to change uh, stances, okay. uh, which is not something that Dark Souls does. So like you have a high stance, a medium stance, and a low stance. And your low stance, like you're always blocking, but your your attacks are going to be severely reduced. In a medium stance, um, it's kind of in the middle. And then in, in a high stance, uh, your blocking does almost nothing, but your attacks are uh, a lot more aggressive right. and do more damage. Um, so there are things like that that I'm hoping... It will feel more like its own game as opposed to just yo Dark Souls was cool. Uh, right. Let's make a, one of those. There's a there's a thing that a game can do where it brings on board a lot of what another game has set up, and then adds a little flourish in such a way that it's like or not just a little flourish, but but can do something that's like okay, you but you brought it back into your own wheelhouse. You figured out a thing here that elevates it or that at least kind of – instead of making it feel like you're ripping off a, a specific other game, it suddenly feels like that other game established a genre that now is going to be there and these are going to be the base conventions and we're going to keep seeing other games do that stuff. And that's tough to do that second thing. It's tough to convert from like, oh, we're just taking stuff from this game but actually we're going to do it so well or or with, with uh, such flair that it – it basically helps to establish the entire genre. When I think about like, I think about the open world 3D like G- GTA clone that eventually just became oh it's an open world action game. I don't know that like Saints Row One was quite there. Uh, <laughs> like Saints Row One was just like y'all are trying to make a GTA, but eventually a, n- a couple of those games hit in such a way uh, that you kind of stopped. F- uh, saying like, oh, op- open world quest givers that are around the map is just a GTA thing, and it started being a, uh, an aspect of that entire genre. Yeah, and I'm curious. Yeah, and that's just I don't know what. Yeah, if Neo achieves that yet, like where, like I'm full, I'm totally fine with it. Saying, look, here are conventions we're taking from, so that you're gonna, because the the benefit of just ripping a bunch of things from Dark Souls is saying, look, you know what you're in for, you kind of know how this game plays, right. so we don't need to spend a bunch of time like ramping you up. You can kind of just jump True. in, and then we can do twists on it. We can we can do some interesting right. things. I just don't know what those interesting things are 
yet. And so at least in the first 90 minutes, it in some ways put me off. But the reception from lots of folks that I know that really enjoy the Souls games have really enjoyed this right. game. So I'm going to be playing more of it just to see where it goes. There are definitely a couple of people I know who are like deep into the Souls games at the point at which they're playing them on a different level than what I play mm-hmm. them on. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, I play them and I beat them and I try to beat every boss and I you know level up and then I move on. I dip into the new game plus a little bit or I'll check out the DLC or something. Um, but I'm not. Uh, I, I tend not to like replay it four or five or six times. And I don't like level up a bunch of different weapons all the way and learn all the different move styles and get into the PvP. But there are people I know who are in that side of the community that during the betas for Neo were like, oh wow, there's a lot of depth here that is not in the combat in Dark Souls, which isn't even a diss on Dark Souls. They love Dark Souls. But things that have to do with weapon priority or like, like, you know, the way that, that, Frames of animation get canceled out and all that stuff ended up being like, oh, wow, yeah, you're really into these games. Like, I bet there's room for a niche version of Dark Souls that actually is really, like, not just difficult, but denser in terms of input that, that, like, a high-level player can have a lot of fun, like, getting super good at again because they've already kind of mastered the Dark Souls basics. So I'm really curious. Yeah, like, for yeah. Like for example, like, in, in Bloodborne, uh, the mechanic uh, that's really unique to it is that if you uh, get hit by an enemy, if you attack back quickly, you can regain some measure of that health and encourages players to play aggressive. Right. In Neo, it's – they flip that. So uh, – you can't regain health, but there's a way of regaining stamina in the middle of attacking. So uh, every time that you attack, there are these little kind of blue dots that appear around you. And then if you tap R1 right. while those blue dots are still around, uh, I forget whatever they're calling it. But essentially, like, you can regain stamina in the middle of uh, an attack so that you can kind of continue or you can you, – maybe you can exhaust yourself where, like, you normally uh, you would use all your stamina up and then you, you would leave yourself open into an attack. But if you time sort of – getting that stuff back in properly, then maybe you can dodge out of the way. Right. So uh, it's a way yeah. of like, you know, often in the Souls games, what they call being greedy is, you know, going for two or three attacks when you should maybe go for one. And often that's because you'll exhaust your stamina. It seems like Neo allows for a play style that like you could be a little more aggressive if you're timing the other mechanics right and chaining them together right. in, in the correct ways. Um, that's and, and so that stuff yeah. seems interesting. And there's also like a much, there's a big emphasis on, uh, at least so far, uh, on uh, ranged weapons. Like you have oh. guns and bows and arrows oh, wow. that uh, have multiple types of ammunition and uh, enemies have weak points. And so it seems like there oh, wow. there is some some stuff there that I'm only at the surface of figuring out, but that could potentially allow that game to forge a uh, sort of combat identity that that makes it feel sort of uniquely its own, even if it's using Dark Souls as a base. And I, and I will give them credit. Like I've, I was poking through a couple of interviews this morning about the game. Yeah, uh, they're they're not running away from the comparison. No. Like they're very much saying yes. Like. They, I guess this concept has been kicking around for the better part of a decade uh, at at, tech, at Koei Tecmo and then got traction once Team Ninja kind of came on to, to figure out whatever, but that Dark Souls was formative in finally crystallizing what it is and the kind of game they wanted to make. So, you know, if, if, they're, if they're upfront about saying we, we're using this as a base on purpose, I, I'm willing to forgive a lot of it. Uh, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's, it's more shameless. It. Yeah, they're not saying like, what are you talking about? Is that Dark they're Souls? Not like, saying, no, like, <laughs> they're not saying this is an established genre. They're like, yeah, no, this is a huge inspiration. And like, hopefully we're making a good contribution to this thing. And that's yeah. that's cool. That's the, I, I so I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. one of the directors back at E3, and and that was the the impression I got was very much like, okay, they or maybe it was at maybe it was at PAX. I don't remember, um, but it was like very much the sort of like, 
ah, uh, yeah, they know what they're doing, and they're being upfront about it. And and they talked. They, he was even talking to me about like how the different Dark Souls games that had come out in the in the course of its development helped like <laughs> right. shift his thoughts on things and and helped the team. And the team went and played those games regularly just because they loved them. So like, good. I'm glad you're being upfront about that shit because that wouldn't fly. Like, I, I think a little bit about the Lords of the Fallen thing uh, when when that came out. Uh, that, right. I forget the name of that studio. Um, but they weren't, they weren't backing away from the Souls comparison, but there was a certain posture that they were taking that was like, and we're elevating it to the next level. It was like, uh, I, I get it. You have to sell your fucking game. But like, it almost feels like games like this need to be word of mouth if they're going to be successful. Like the ones that are going to yeah. ape so much from an established genre and then st- or an established series and then and then hope to to level like make things uh, broader or, or find a new niche need to rely on word of mouth and not like banging their chests. Yeah, you know? I I, I agree. I have I have one question for you, Patrick. Uh, when I uh-huh. heard Bloodborne, Bloodborne's the only Souls game that I actually got all the way through. Thus far, so far in life, um, and part of that was the world itself being fascinating and having that like really awesome gothic horror that turned into the whole eldritch horror thing. Uh, right. How is how is the world? Is the world interesting? Is is the the lore and the world and the sort of you know level design is that all contributing to your enjoyment at all so far? It's still super early. Sure, like I sure. kind of just got to the tutorial right. and I'm in the opening area. But I mean, you know, I mean the the general premise of the game is that uh, uh, like England was able to beat back. Spain um, in uh, – I'm not sure if they're draw- – I, I, I wasn't paying enough attention to the opening cinematic if they're actually drawing upon history or just, just saying like, oh, back in yeah. the 1600s, you know, they <laughs> England and the Spain would fight days. each other. But the idea is that like uh, England was like able to covertly defeat Spain's like uh, uh, mass armada because they have access to these crystals um, and England is hoarding them and now you're traveling to North America in order to get more of them. So I think there's potential for like something really interesting to happen. Um, but I, I don't have a good sense of whether that would be, uh, if, if, if that was part of the reason you played Bloodborne, I know that like, uh, I've talked to lots of people that like weren't necessarily on the up and up on Bloodborne's combat, but were so drawn in by the world and how evocative and weird it was that they kind of just found a way to get through it. I don't know if that's necessarily the case for, for Neo yet, but I'll, I will hopefully play some hours this weekend and have a better sense of that on Monday. Speaking of stamina meters and stuff, are you still playing uh, Punch Club? (laughs) Yeah, of course. How's that going? I'm playing a lot of it. It's really fun. I'm finding that uh, I'm playing it as I'm like on the way to the gym. Oh, sure. And I I started boxing again, actually. Like some people listen to mixtapes and some people Some people play play Punch Punch Club Club to get excited about boxing. About boxing. How's boxing going? Oh, it's so good. Also, I've been doing a lot of Greco-Roman wrestling lately. I have to break all this down because you, you've okay. also been doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yes. Well, that's so, that's the thing. I go to like an it, MMA yeah. gym. So wait, where yeah. are you? What what are you specking in? Are you just kind of being all around? Everything like, right the, now. Everything right can you, now. Can you break down your different <laughs> specialties for us? I mean, I'm not at a point where I'm I have any specialties okay. yet. Like I'm a baby white belt. Wait, what about the cl- the different like classes and styles? Okay. That you're okay. So and, like, help me differentiate. I go to a straight up MMA gym where we do everything, and so we do grappling classes. We do gi and no gi. The gi is obviously the little, the you know, the it's a gi. Mm-hmm. You know what a gi is. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. It's a special little suit you wear. It's like a guy from France, right? Gi. Gi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. gi. My, my buddy gi, you know. Uh, and so we do judo, which is, you know, a lot of sort of throwing and sort of you know, using your butt to throw somebody over your of your body. Right. Uh, Greco-Roman, which is uh, more focused on sort of upper body wrestling. So yeah. it's like, you know, you have your grips, 
where you have wrists and like controlling yeah. shoulders, stuff like that. Freestyle. If you want to demonstrate on Austin, I'm not going to stop. Throwing it. Austin on the floor. Yeah. Uh, freestyle, which is like more, you can kind of use more leg techniques. Oh. And Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Is that why it's a freestyle? Because like, you can go it, the whole legs. body. Use okay. the whole body. You can grab the whole body, that kind of thing. And Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which is a traditional sort of martial art that was, of course, you know, the Gracie family was like the you know, right. royal it's like the royal family of Brazil, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, right. Bra- that's why it's Brazilian <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu. Pretty much, from yeah. Brazil? Is that, that correct? Yes, okay. that's correct. That's why it's Brazilian. Uh, which is like a very – it's both a sport and a martial art. Okay. So it's uh, it's like a full – it's it's a full if service you, martial you, art. Like how do you decide which to, to practice when or I is mean, it just like the schedule? My coach says, okay, here's what we're drilling today. Oh, so you're just going to an MMA – in a single MMA gym. Yes. In my mind, you're I'm learning like all of this. Seven different gyms. <laughs> oh no! You found... She's like, she's she's gym hopping. Like That's you're going thought. to a bar. No, I'm going like, around. Thought, all right, hey, this first one we to Greco Roman. I thought she's like, oh, I found a Greco Roman spot. I'm mean, like yeah. the way that like if no. you talk to a foodie, they're like. I found this amazing Greek restaurant. Yeah. And like, oh, wow, awesome. Like, <laughs> no, I'm oh, at a food court. This Brazilian place is incredible. <laughs> yes, this you wonderful try the Brazilian paella. Greco. I really like your foodie voice. This is my foodie voice. I like your foodie voice. <laughs> I, no offense. To, like, I used to live with a foodie, and it was the best, like, two years of my life. I'm sure. <laughs> so, like, don't even – it was a very – Also, also your foodie and or your 80s, your 80 years old sitting out, you know, on your patio. No, that – see, there I'd fall into southern voice. I could do right. – like, Southern As you get older porch. and I have a porch, you end up getting southern in my head. That's, that's what it is. That's what happens. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's there's a is. weird mix, I'm sure, but I don't know quite what it is. It's in there somewhere. It's all so, in the mix. Like mixed okay, martial well, how about, arts. You like how that? about this? Yes. What's the one that you get the most excited for when, when your instructor is like, oh, today we're doing blank? I really like Greco-Roman because okay. I really like the whole, like, you're controlling some it, – it, I'm small. Sure. And, like, pretty much everybody I train with – there's a couple of other women there for sure, which is great. Uh, but I, I tend to be smaller than anybody else I'm working with. So it's really a powerful and wonderful feeling yeah. when you can, like, throw somebody who's twice your size. Makes me happy. Or like, you know, get them on the ground or get them, you know, whatever the technique is, whatever is going on that day. So it's really fun. You know, you get you get stressed out in life and you, you go to a, a gym and throw people around. It's very healthy. Or punch them. Or punch them. You do a lot of things. Yeah, it's fun. I think there's – if there's – I don't, can't find a segue here to anything else and that's we, not – I have other things. But it's not – We can punch the mailbag. We could punch the mailbag. I just want to talk <laughs> briefly though before we do that yeah. about Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes, yes. Horizon Zero Dawn, you also play as a small lady who can do a lot of damage. That's pretty rad. So I like that. that. How's Thanks. that sound? Yeah. Um, I played like it for four hours. We did a stream of it a couple of days ago um, where we took footage that I'd captured and used that footage to just talk over it. That will go up sometime today or tomorrow. Yeah. But I came away from it like really not mixed. Like it normally seemed mixed. Yeah, I think maybe that's, that's fair. fair. That's maybe fair that's to fair. Say. I put four hours into it and I played the first two hours um, into the, the actual intro of the game and then skipped like a middle section. Not a middle section, but an early middle section, like kind of the end of the intro like act. And then did like another two hours in just the open world. Um, and my like takeaway is that like I think that game is the thing I thought it was, which yeah. which can be a really good thing. It can be really not a bad thing, but it can be a little bit deflating. Of like, okay, is this thing going to surprise me in some way? Um, and it didn't. 
it didn't surprise me in terms of its structure in any way. Uh, what I will say was surprising was like how fun the boss fights were against the biggest monsters, the biggest uh, robotic dinosaurs and robotic giant saber-toothed tigers and robotic wolves and all that stuff. Um, but the 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 biggest disappointment for me, or not the dis- disappointment, the thing that I'm very curious to see if it stays this way going into the the actual game or in the kind of when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com broader scope of the final game is whether or not there is a um, any humor in that game, whether or not there's any yeah. personality in that game, or if it's always going to be, uh, and you used this term the other day, stoic. Like it, it takes itself very seriously. And it has really interesting lore, so I wanted to take the lore seriously. I wanted to like really be interested in what happened to that world and what the different factions are and why the different cultures are different. But I want the characters to be like people I want to hear talk. Yeah. You know, and and right now you live in a world of robot dinosaurs. Act like it, <laughs> like it, exactly. Just a little bit, please. Give me a little Sam Neil face. Be impressed by what's in right, front of you. Right, that's like you think about something like Jurassic Park, where like on its face, there's a version of that story that is probably really dry and boring. That is about the science and is like uh, a story about mo- about dinosaurs getting loose. I almost said monsters, which fair, basically <laughs> getting loose and then killing people, and like is a thriller, right? And like a street thriller. But, like, there are lots of ways in which that story, Jurassic Park, both as a novel and as a, as a film, like, inject humor and inject personality that, like, oh, wow, these different characters really do feel like people I want to see what they're going to do next just because I'm enjoying my time spent with them. Um, and that is not – that had not been the case with Horizon quite yet. I like Aloy. I think that she has, like, fire in her. There's some interesting things there with her. Like, she's a bit of an outcast. She's literally an outcast at the start of the game and then becomes more integrated in society. Um, again, I'm not going to give specifics away there. But, like, she kind of resents that fact in some ways where she's like – there's a way to play that Aloy where, where – and you have some choices, Mass Effect style or, like, Bioware style uh, of, like – which which part of the wheel do you want to go to? Do you want to be compassionate or do you want to be a dick? Yeah. Um, or it, it's actually – it's a little bit better than that. It's like do you want to solve this thoughtfully, aggressively or or like compassionately, you know, charis- charismatically? Um, and, and I like that I could play a version of her that's like, man, fuck it. Like <laughs> y'all didn't want me when I was just like some kid out in the woods. Like you wouldn't talk. You literally wouldn't. It was literally illegal for you to talk to me. Wow. Um, and I like being able to play the version of her who's bitter versus the version of her who's like deeply compassionate. And I, I think that there could be some some work with her that that goes really well. But I but I really I just wanted something that's like a little more playful right now, especially coming off of coming up against Breath of the Wild, which is also yeah. coming out soon after that. So. Which, who knows, that could also end up being self-serious. But it's goofy in its visual design in a yeah, way that helps. Whimsical and, and Whimsical is, again, a great yeah, word. Yeah. Um, so, again, you can check out footage of that on the site. Um, and then I also played an hour of, speaking of games that take themselves very seriously, uh, Ghost Recon Wild, Tom Clancy's. <laughs> Tom Clancy's. <laughs> Please. Ghost Recon, Wildlands. 
Cocaine Mountain. That part. Cocaine Mountain. Is right. Unofficial. That, you only know that part right. if you pour the cocaine on the the game box, and then it shows up. It's like it a hidden, hidden text. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think I'm going to try to stream some of that this weekend on the PS4 beta. Um, Patrick, I have an extra code if you want to if you want to play is that. It with ju- us. Is it just multiplayer stuff? That's I presume that's what they're testing right now. No, that's that game. It's the first. Oh. It's the opening of that game. Straight up, like okay. from the huh. opening credits, um, you're put into one of like the 19 districts. That game is. Um, I still don't this, really know what that game is. Like, I've played mercenaries. I, uh, a little one bit. One or two. It's like that, um, where like it's an open world game, and like it, it's a lot like mercenaries, which is a game that I liked a lot when I was in college. Um, in which you have like a big target, you got like a one big target, and then below that person is four uh-huh. slightly bigger targets or slightly smaller here, I'll targets. Be, I'll be the person. You're the person. <laughs> well, no, because I need a person up here, Danielle. And then there's like a bunch of other little targets under them. So it's like there's a boss, then there's like a big boss, then a boss under them, and then a bunch of smaller bosses, and then a bunch of smaller bosses. So like, uh, is there a system at all, sort of like Shadow of Mordor, like, or you're just kind of slowly working your way so up through the chain? The, the, you're just well, I, my my suspicion is I'm not that far into this demo okay. is that you can go after each of the little the tiniest bosses which will eventually open up the middle boss um, or like the kind of like the faction boss and each of those in similar games and games like Mercenaries and Crackdown those other bosses gave something to that like mid-sized boss like oh if this guy is the one who controls all of the ammunition or like she's the one who has all of the the armor and like if you take them out in those past games that's what that's that's what would happen and it feels like that in the sense of just like okay your mission here is to go recover this this dude who's been kidnapped go shoot your way in or stealth your way in or steal a jeep that is one of the enemy's jeeps and drive through the front gates because they recognize you as being part of that faction and i didn't i don't know how i didn't think about mercenaries in in regards to this game just cause does some of that stuff too in terms of like building faction reputation and calling in airdrops from rebels so there's definitely a just cause vibe there too well, um, also, but also like uh, ghost recon has taken itself super seriously that's the problem. and like Again. you know like mercenaries just cause like the game crackdown the games you compare it to like have like a deep sense of humor yes. and playfulness to them whereas like i think they're putting out like a serious documentary series alongside this Man. game that like looks into the drug trade so yeah. like so like that stuff gives yep. me pause on like the playfulness of a yes. game that is like like you should be taking seriously what what's happening what's in the happening. drug trade and then right. also like Haha, there's a big explosion isn't that crazy do it with your friends yes, yes. Oh, exactly so yeah that's the thing is like it's a four-player co-op game but even in single player you're a squad of four you have three dudes who follow you around all the time even, okay. if, you get on, even if you get on a motorcycle and like drive really far away by yourself and then you get off the motorcycle they all spawn in like good. you're a, like you're a jrpg party and you've all just like zoop, like good. gone into one person it's Excellent. really good um so yeah, is it, have you, is it, that's my concern with this game is that how has it been designed for the person like me who is just maybe if they were to play it might occasionally play with other people but like right. by and large I'm not going to be playing with like a nightly crew you could probably you could I haven't gotten into a gunfight yet that hasn't been that's been difficult for me to play by myself but you have those AI partners and you can do things like mark targets and then like all right we're going to synchronize shots hit the hold down the X button and then when it when the bar fills up we'll both shoot at the same time oh that's so like, pretty cool this stuff like that is pretty cool um it's, it's it's you know it also feels a little bit like a far cry in that you're using a drone to like mark targets and mm. look at bases I don't know why there are people dancing there's on the floor above us. <laughs> that's, that's happening right now. Um, so yeah, there's that happened. Uh, I'm curious to see. That. I'm going to try to play some with some people this weekend and, and some more by myself. When is that out? Is that out like in the next month and a half? That's too? also yeah. It's March 8th Ugh. or something. That's what I'm saying. Like, it. It's a very busy couple of weeks uh, coming up. 
Oh, so but to speak to your point about it being very serious, like, yeah. like yeah, like I hope you're ready to kill a bunch of brown people in oh, no. in Bolivia because oh, it's also no. just like it's Bolivia, like it's not like fictional South American country. It's like yeah, well, Bolivia. That's that's the stuff. Like that's what makes me think. I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't mind that it's set there. I just like if it's going to be like a playful game of like the inventiveness right. and the creative ways you can kill people. It's like there. It's just. There's a reason that you like you set stuff like that in more like in like alternate countries and like playful universes that have a sense of humor that like you can get away with things that feel just a little weirder when it's like oh yeah like lots of people are just straight up dying because of an awful drug trade in right. Bolivia. That's a thing <laughs> yeah. that, that happens in the world. Yeah, right. Or have a have a goddamn point. Right. You know, like they one or the so, other. Like it's say something and it immediately and is be thoughtful, doing. It's immediately know? doing the like both sides oh god uh so there's but it might not all the way through so like you have a you are building a relationship with local rebels who are Hmm. like populist leftist marxist rebels like they you land and you meet this you meet a guy who's like listen we found our like philosopher king like we found the guy who's like the guy who understands the philosophy of of the left in bolivia you need to go rescue him because he's been kidnapped and as you start to walk away one of your dudes is like Captain, how do you feel about helping these rebels? Like it's ide- it's ideology like theirs. It looks just like the uh, the ideology of the the cocaine kings. Oh, Jesus. And like, yeah. Mm, yeah. like okay. And your dude is like, listen, man, I'm not into politics. I'm just here to do a job. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. right. And also has like one voice, which is like one of those things that's funny when the character creation is actually like fairly in depth. There are a lot of there are a lot of visibility op or like character uh, customization options, especially in terms of clothes. There are like a lot of clothes that you not can wear. Not as much as Conan, I assume, but No, you know, not yeah. as much as not right. as many sliders right. as Conan mm. Exiles okay. has. There's no uh what are the endowment slider? The endowment slider. That's a great it's a great name for it's that. A real slider. Thing. That's a, that's, a, that's the name that to name game. it. That's a hell of a name. Uh but there are like a lot of hats you can wear okay. and glasses and branded Gloves and shit That's like that. Good. Like if you want some good. Oakley's cool. gloves, you yeah. can you can have that. So I'm curious to see how that how I feel about that in a couple of hours yeah. of playing yeah. it. I, I'm curious to see how that plays out because I, I I have less patience. I, I've never had much patience for that for the kind the of hoorah. false equivalency thing. Oh, right. But you, now in today's world, I have even I, less. I, I find myself having less and less patience for for things that are like. Very seriously taking an apolitical stance. Well, you know, we've actually – I spoke to, to – Apolitical. Totally. Quotes, scare quotes. I've, I've talked to people about this all year where like – I was talking to Joel about it actually, our, yeah. our, our publisher here, uh, about the division and how, you know, right after the terrible shootings at the Pulse nightclub in in Florida, in Orlando. In June, yeah. In June, yeah. the division was putting out a DLC and they were at a press event. That just included a segment that was like a gunfight inside of a club and Joel loves – I'm like speaking for Joel here but – so apologies, Joel, but Joel loves The Division or like played a ton of it with his friends. Like that's this exact sort of game he loves. But even he like in that moment was like, man, like – and not in a way that's like don't make those games. Just like "Ah, my my own personal endurance is is I'm fatigued about these things already. And so the ability for which I can deal with them in this fantasy playful way is is reduced too. Yeah, and there there are ways for developers to do those things thoughtfully as well. Do you think that it's I guess like speaking back to your point Patrick like is there a I can I can imagine a version of an argument that says like dressing this stuff up with fantasy South America 
is actually is worse. Yeah, or is actually worse, yeah. right? Or is it at least just as bad? That like you're you're whitewashing it, you're cleansing it of of like the very clear like Any ideological it position have. it has. Yeah, yeah, or or that too. Yeah, yeah I mean, I guess it. I guess it depends on how the like, I'm, I'm curious how the gameplay works out, right? Because like, if there is, there is this playfulness that feels at odds with the seriousness of the like the the story and the the context that it's in, then I can see the argument for stripping it of that because you're trying to emphasize the sort of playfulness of the gameplay, and you don't want that to to ref- have that cognitive dissonance with um uh, the, the sort of the, the story and the gameplay. But uh, and it may it's totally possible this game. Uh, you know, gives you this apolitical single player guy that you're playing as, but that you know, I suppose if it actually finds a meaningful, interesting way to explore, like quote unquote, both sides of what's happening, like there's something like I want to give the game the benefit of the doubt that maybe sure. it can do something interesting with that, and that the character you're playing is just there to sort of witness that in some way. But I guess I, you know, the problem is just you know the history of video games suggests that that. Uh, does not always go uh, well, and it's tough to it's it's tough to say something when also you're going to make a 19 uh, you know again has 19 districts each of which is going to take a couple of hours at least to clear to clear to move into areas and shoot a bunch of people and move on and shoot a bunch of people yeah. and like that is the way that you're going to repair this society or maybe you won't maybe by the end of it maybe this is secretly a spec ops the line <laughs> thing where Good. like yeah. you leave the world behind in in tatters and you're like oh I guess we've done we're done like and like oh man maybe we were the bad guys all along situation <laughs> who knows i guess we, you know, we will wait and see um but i do but i do wonder if there is something in that in the open world like uh a progression tree system that is like anathema to saying something more about the state of warfare like i would play this game for 100 hours and by the end of it what's i'm going to remember is like how good i got at headshots not like why tyrants rise to power you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah there is a really cool progression system thing in this game like if i'm gonna be that fucking dude for a second which is <laughs> on top of leveling up you have to tag uh, resources for the rebels, like medical supplies or ammunition, oh, that's or neat. other stuff, or like uh, fuel, and those are also necessary for your upgrades. So, like, it's huh. not just you level up; you level up and get an experience point, and you can put that somewhere, but you can only put that into something you also have the resources for. Huh. So, if you want to like revive your allies faster, you need to have found enough medical caches or whatever. So, that's cool. I think it's time for the question bucket. Yeah, let's dip let's right dip in. Dip into the old question the bucket. Q- the QB. Because it's Super Bowl weekend! Oh, Who are you good. rooting for? That was good, Who yeah. are you rooting for in the Super Bowl? Fuck the Patriots. Thank you. I don't have to fire you now. <sighs> come on. You I, know where I come from, right? Let the rest oh, of the world... You, you, you know where, where I come from. You can't, Danielle. You know, you know my people worship. I know who your people worship. You're in New York now. I know. I'm just saying. I understand. You're allowed. You're allowed to root for the Patriots. I don't care I just, that much. It's just, it's more for my dad. Okay. It's for my dad. Okay. Okay. That's fine. That's excusable. That's, that's, that's a good reason. reason. That's real. a good reason. That's a good. Yeah. You know what? In honor of you, what's Tom Brady's? What's Tom Brady's number? <laughs> I don't even know. What's that's his, how much I don't see care. A seven. What's what's his? Uh, in my head, it's twelve. It's twelve. There's only one good twelve, and that's Randall Cunningham. Um, <laughs> let's go to number twelve. That's let's good. go to number twelve. That's good. I like it. I just have I have an ethics. That's all Thank I'm you. saying. Thank mm-hmm. you. My dad um, appreciates this. Yeah, I, he better. Yeah, he does. This is a sacrifice. He's I'm more making. into baseball than football. To be I'm, gonna, you know, I'm looking at number twelve so. because Randall Cunningham was number twelve, not yeah, because Tom exactly. Brady is number I twelve. Not I'm a, I'm a. I have a positive attitude. I don't know what's going on in the world, Tom Brady. That's yes. God damn. I, I agree. See. I, so this comes in from Bun Bun, who asks. 
Do you both do you both so this is an old question. Yep. Do you all believe Sony when they say that ultra high def support isn't possible on the pro? Is it to sell standalone players, promote streaming, save money? Did they make a mistake? I think there's a broader I don't even remember what this is in response <laughs> to. Other than there was a feature with the so with the PS4 Pro uh that that wasn't there, which I think was Yeah, it was that it can't play Ultra H D uh Blu ray discs, discs, which what seemed uh anathema to a device that is called the pro that right. should theoretically be able play, to do anything do anything that you would consider a, a sort of a pro uh, feature uh, totally yeah i i they probably you know from my understanding they didn't do it because of uh it would have cost more and right. they were willing to take the hit on people being like that's weird but they also looked at the amount of people that buy ultra hd blu-rays and went Go buy a player go, that you yeah. – go buy an Ultra HD player. Yeah, <laughs> anyone, exactly. anyone that cares about Ultra HD Blu-rays probably owns an Ultra HD player yeah. or is willing to go buy one. Though I will, yeah. so, I, so I will say the broader version of this question is do you believe platform holders or companies in general in the games industry when they say like, oh, no, we can't do that? Like what goes into the thinking when, when they decide not to do something like that? I mean I think it's, it's, looking, at those, it's looking at those metrics. I, I think right. the problem with Sony was that they didn't – you know. Uh, you know, specifically with the Ultra HD stuff, didn't have like a great response. Like there was like there should have been like a better messaged explanation for right. us. To, or, or you know, I think it, it sucks to see stuff like that and know like we know the reason you didn't do it. Just say the reason you didn't do it was because we, you know, people, not enough people were buying this. So, but yeah, I mean, there's it's all you know, sort of metrics to hit certain uh, mm-hmm. sort of like costs uh, and things like that. And we'll, you know, like we saw that with uh, uh, you know the Nintendo Switch. Uh, you know, if they delayed that machine six months, they could have had a more powerful machine, but they need to get it out by March. And like right. you know, there are, we'll see that with the Scorpio. You know, whenever that gets unveiled later this this year, in terms of like you know the different, uh, you know, what's different about consoles versus you know a PC is that you know they're trying to hit these cost measures that, uh, you know, at some point you've got to make the cut somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Is that like a thing that that ever goes into your buying decisions? Is like the messaging around something that is like. You understand really why something is the way it is, but you wonder like ah, I don't want to give money to somebody who's like not on their A game when it comes to actually <laughs> explaining what the fuck why they're doing the things they're doing. No, like if they that, if, because yeah. I because that seems to be the case for a lot of people who I think well, I think that's a lot of people that uh, want to say things on Twitter and message boards, but then Fair. their buying habits do not match up with the things that yeah. they say. <laughs> the things that they Fair. say on NeoGaf and Reddit uh, and Twitter. That's fair. Uh, so let's go. Let's do one more really quick. This one comes in from from Athens, Georgia. I was gonna. I was looking up what Matt Ryan's yeah. number was. It's two. It's two. Uh, and and I wanted to do that because because it's like okay, give Tom Brady a chance. Let's give Matt Ryan a chance. <laughs> to Ask a question also. Uh, I don't know about this false equivalency. This, I, you're right. Well, <laughs> gotta hear both football sides. Gotta hear, both, gotta, gotta hear what the Falcons <laughs> and the Patriots say. Um, I know that like me, Austin is a huge fan of Mecca and giant robots. I was wondering what games you've run across that really capture the essence of the genre. If you can't think of any, then uh, what do you think? Well, then what do you think a game would have to be in order to capture the themes of classic shows like Mobile Suit Gundam, Macross, or Pat Labor? Uh, Pat Labor. It's it's like Patrol Labor. They're, they're like giant Pat robots Labor. that are patrol. It's a guy named oh, Pat. Okay. It's Pat Labor. It's Patrick. Pat it's what Labor. you do. It's, my, it's based on my it's life, work. my experiences yes. in the mecha yes. world. Exactly. <laughs> I personally thought that the the Front Mission games had a really good feel for the war drama narrative and strong characters. They made really classic mecha great i'm really curious what you have to say and i'm very excited to tune into the show twice a week with love and manofsky particles 
Lucas from oh. Athens, Georgia. <laughs> Minofsky particles are why no one uses uh, uh, missiles in the Gundam universe. It's why people use robots, giant robots, um, because Minofsky particles prevent nuclear weapons from being used. Oh. Like, why, do, why don't these giant, those. why don't these giant like spaceships just shoot nukes at each other in space? Yeah, and the answer is like, sense. oh, Minofsky particles. They prevent any guidance systems from from uh, being able to uh, function, and so you have to get really close for combat, which is why people are in giant mech suits. And humanity did this to themselves. Yeah, yeah, interesting. I mean, it's actually no better. aliens in the world. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean. We, we could use some of that in Trump's America. I, I, I think, in, yeah, <laughs> in the help. world today, like anything that would prevent any possibility of nukes from going off yeah. here or anywhere else in the world, anywhere in the world, would honestly. be cool by me. Uh, I, you know, I think there have been a couple of really great mech games over the course of the years, and I think there's a difference between I. There are some games that make you feel really good and embodied in a giant robot. They're like. Like I think even something like uh, Rad R A D, which was Robot Alchemical Drive on the PS2, Good. where like you literally stood on top of the giant robot's shoulder um, while it moved around, and like you had like a little control box. So it was very like 1950s, 60s, early uh, giant robot anime. Yes. Um, was really fucking cool, but it's a different thing than feeling like the stories of these worlds, which are always like pretty grim about young people being forced into war. Um, and how that intersects, of course, with, like, love stories and Always. space opera. But, like, the, the core of Gundam especially ends up being, like, why – what do we do when when you're forced to fight for a thing and, like, you don't want to fight for it at all? Like, that's, like, the first Gundam story very much. Like, this is a 16-year-old who happens to be the one who knows how to use this weapon but also is, is a whiny 16-year-old and doesn't want to shoot people. Um, and there aren't many games that dig into that because that isn't, like – that doesn't line up clearly with I want to be in a giant robot that stomps around and shoots stuff. <laughs> Um, I think the front mission games do a pretty good job, uh, and I think I think there have been. I wish they'd make another one of those. I've not, I've never played them because those predated my interest in strategy games. Yeah, but I would, I would love to play. They're really cool, dude. Like Front Mission Four and Five were really good on the PS2. Uh, front Mission Three was really good on the PS1, and Four and Five were also cool because they did the thing of like splitting and interlocking narratives that were really complex and political, and like it did understand the concept of warfare and politics and how those two things are inseparable in a way that I think a lot of games don't. I'm really excited to see what the next Mech Warrior Mercenaries uh, thing turns out to be that that recently got announced, uh, and I'm really interested in the BattleTech Tactics game because that I bet is also going to be good. That's by the Shadow, the team that did the Shadowrun Returns. Yeah, and I, 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 I played the first Shadowrun. Returns and not the like Hong Kong expansion that I heard Hong was Kong, excellent. But. Hong Kong and Dragonfall are both so good. If you ever find yourself with like a week to kill, play Dragonfall. Yeah, yeah I'm sure that'll Hong happen. Kong. Like, look, let me here. just find let me find that week to kill in my life, Austin. <laughs> Thanks. That's saying, useful if advice. Really if useful. Have, if you if you ever do, they're really good. They're like. So but find myself in the afterlife with just yeah, play the games you want to play. I've got it. If what, ever, anyway, those games yes. are those games are really good. They know strategy. Uh, right. Right, and so I'm curious to see how BattleTech turns out. Um, I have a serious question sure. about this mech stuff. Please. I just started watching Voltron, the new nice. anime. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. But like, is the whole mech thing, is it basically like a metaphor for adolescence? That it's like you're is. becoming powerful, yeah, you're becoming like, an adult, but like uh, you're can, whiny and it's hard. That's one way in which that happens. Like okay. there is definitely that. Like there is definitely like we are alien to our own bodies and struggling to get control over them. That's one way in which that happens. Like, one way in which you can tell that story uh, or use giant robots. 
tell a story. Cool it metaphor. is really cool. Yeah. Um, you know, there are definitely robot anime that lean really hard into the uh, the adolescence and and kind of hormonal change and where do you fit into into society and family and you know whatever your your gender identity is supposed to be like that stuff is all over that's, mecha anime. That's cool. um, there are also mecha anime that are just about like shooting stuff okay. like and okay. or or that are about jazz Gundam Thunderbolt was really fucking good because it was just like interspersed with bop like hard bop jazz and it was just like oh this is about the mecha- this is about mechanics this is about like the the motions of warfare and like the frighteningly appealing beauty of the aesthetics of gears turning and machine guns firing and that's terrifying and it plays that up as being terrifying and like people being sent back out to the front lines again and again and again um there are my favorite gundam ever probably my second favorite gundam ever is a is one called um 0080 stardust memories and it's really specifically about the um ways in which we are sold war as entertainment um, it follows like a seven-year-old who, like at the beginning of the show, is like drawing Gundams in his like notebook, and then like has a, an experience. Has like the next six episodes are him like meeting someone who has a mech and like seeing what war is really about. It, it's like the saddest fucking shit. It's super good. I and really want to watch. This. I should. I'll send that to yeah. you. Or I'll, I'll I'll figure out a way to get you to to watch it. Um. So yeah, you can do a lot of things, but that but there is uh, it's always almost always about identity and like what it is. How do we see ourselves? How do we see other people? I did that. I did a, a tabletop game show, Friends of the Table. My second season of that was all about robots. And like, oh. I kicked that off with this question, which is like, in this world, there are robots. There are there are uh, mechs for that help in. I'm trying to remember my exact quote. That aid in in tasks civil, commercial, and military. And sometimes we look up to them and say. We could have built them to look like anything, but we made them look like us. Oh. And it's like, why did we do that? Like, why? And that's for me is also like the question for a lot of our fiction in the world is like, why do we make like, why is Darth Vader like Darth Vader? Why is Captain Kirk like Captain Kirk? Why do we make our heroes and our villains look like the way we do? Why do we make our technology look like humans when we do that? Like, where does where does our ideology interspersed with like our aesthetics and that's there's a really good robert rath piece on our site actually about, about that this. very yes. topic totally so, so check that out so too. check that out um until <laughs> Look, the only the only mechanism that matters is metal wolf chaos where it's a fucking the, good the president one. uh-huh decides yeah. in the middle of an, a modern civil war he needs to get in his mech and he needs to figure some shit out mm-hmm. okay. maybe from software because he has an evil vp who takes over america and he's like i gotta get in my secret mech and yep this is real life and we got it well <laughs> I don't know that I want Trump mm. to get him back right now. I'm just Is that game any good? I sounds... always wanted to play that you game. You know who made that game? Yeah, I know it's from software. Yeah, from software. It's but like, software. is it is That's... it good? Yeah, yeah, yes. It has okay. died. I've always wanted to play it because the it premise is the best. It's a fucking killer premise, and face. it's really funny and goofy and like it. It is. It has a lot of character, so it's worth it's worth playing if you ever get a chance. Well, if you ever get a week. It makes sense that you like it, you know. Yeah. I maybe I'll hate it because it's the director of Dark Souls Two, so you know. Uh, oh, thanks. Also, also, mech, also, mech here. games. Bangayo. Bangayo is a great mech oh, game. That is a great I like game. the Armored Core games a lot. Bangayo is really fun. I love Bangayo. Super good game. Bangayo does one of the, my favorite things, which is like it's all about putting yourself in high risk situations to get the oh. highest possible reward. It's just like a million missiles. And some of the breast, some of the best missile sprite some work the, in some ever of the in a video missiles, game. Breast missiles. Got it. Oh my gosh! Yep. 
Patrick. Good weapon. Danielle. <laughs> breast missiles. Thank you for joining us this week. If you have a question, you can send that in to gaming at vice.com. We'll add that to the bucket. You just use the, the subject question and I'll know to do that. Next week, we will be back with some more good stuff. I don't know what I'm going to do this weekend, but I'll probably play, play some, some video games. Some Wildlands. I'll try to play some Maybe. more Wildlands. I'll, I'll play some play more Play some mech games. Play some mech games. I, don't have, I, I would love to play some mech games. You know, in that free week. In that free but week, you. I'll play some more <laughs> mech games. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. You can find Patrick Klepik at Patrick underscore Klepik. No, just no, Patrick Klepik. No underscore. Is there, a, is there a guy that does that? You Let's got in there that. early, huh? If there is, you should... Patrick, you need to take that right now so that no one... I guess you're verified now, so you, no one... Page will. doesn't exist. All right. Well, you should register that. Okay. I'm uh, on. Danielle, where can people find you on Twitter? Find me, Danielle R.I. That's easy. Yeah. You can find Kept Waypoint on Twitter at twitter.com slash waypoint, on Facebook at facebook.com slash waypointvice, youtube.com slash waypointvice, all over the internet at Waypoint Vice or at Waypoint. Just check. Just look for us. Waypoint.vice.com. Waypoint.vice.com, bazinga.zone, waypoint.zone. New.dunk.city. And digitalpyramids.com, you already know what it is. Patrick, you look anxious, like you're trying to say something right now. No, I'm just, okay. I'm, I'm thinking through all the URLs. All the, we have so many URLs. I think <laughs> someone else set another one up, but I couldn't see what it was. They sent it to me on Twitter, and Twitter just like shrunk it. And they, ah. someone said, like, this was a good use of my money, and I clicked it, and it just went to our homepage. I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> right. I, yeah. It does that on Twitter. It does that. Yeah. So if, if that was you, you need to spell that out for me, because I, I couldn't read what it was. <laughs> thanks, as always, to Tim Barnes, our producer. You can find him on Twitter at TimBarnes451. And thanks to Bowen, who lets us use his track, Miss You, off the EP, Pale, Pale Machine. Machine. Find out more info at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. We will catch you on Monday, where we have more things to say about video games and the world. Fuck the Patriots. Peace. Um, I'm going to read you a description of a, a Stardew Valley mod. I just sent an, an email to the mod creator. Well, this is going on the internet. Do you want to? It's fine. Want us to... I'm not worried okay. about it. Like, I'm, I'm not worried of someone stealing my random mod creator from a Nexus Mods uh, a story idea. But feel free okay. to. Um, <laughs> This is called the mod is called uh, Dirty Talk Jackpot Sam, uh, which I assume okay. I assume Jackpot well, Sam is a character from the game. I didn't play enough of it to to meet all of the the suitors. Um, the mod is called uh, uh, is for Stardew Valley. It's called Dirty Talk Jackpot Sam. Um, <laughs> Dirty Talk Jackpot, Jackpot Sam. Sam. Yep. Not safe okay. for work. I had to I had to go into Nexus Mods and turn on my ability to look at adult oriented content. Uh, It says, uh, if you're married to Sam, this upgrade will cause him to give you a valuable gift almost every day, which is not actually a euphemism. He actually will give you an iridium bar, gold bar, battery pack, or magma geode. You guys can't see it because the the camera's far, but I'm winking. I'm winking at you. That was a wink. Wink. Well, yeah, Sam's going to give you his iridium bar, if you know what I... If you know what I mean. Uh, anyway, so this mod says... Iridium bar. <laughs> this mod says, uh, Sam will also talk dirty to you. Very dirty. Not for kids. Like, seriously. Which is not... That's not the part that caught my eye. No? No. Oh, my. The part of this caught my eye that said, uh, uh, this is a... Uh, this, uh, this character that I've written is, quote, basically a copy of my own husband. <laughs> Aw, that's really oh. cute and good. That's really cute and good, that's actually. Adorable. Which is that's why I I sent a note to uh, uh, the woman that um, that put this together, uh, or man, I guess I probably sh- I, yeah, I guess I, I yeah who knows? Um, but um, that's the part uh, that was like that's really cute 
and interesting yes. and funny. I would like to talk to you about why you did that. Also, P.S., this upgrade goes uh, very well with the Horny Bachelors upgrade. Oh, good. good. <laughs> it's good to have compatibility yeah, of all know. sorts. It's important. All sorts of You've compatibility. You've got to get your iridium bars compatible I, I with I guess your... I shouldn't be shocked that uh, there is like a deep uh, visual novel horny sub no. world to Stardew Valley. That like, makes anything. a lot There's of sense. There's always a deep horny sub world. To everything, <laughs> you're correct. I mean, right. we went. I know this deep will be part of the. I know this week. will be part of the, the episode, but I'm, I'm, I'm. I really want to call it deep horny subworld. That's I feel I'm, like that. I think that's a good. <laughs> Maybe we can add that at the end. We could, it can be a little end. Yeah, we'll, you know, yeah, we'll, the music fades. Kim, can we do that? Then, can we come back to this conversation afterwards? All right, cool. <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.